0: What's going on, people? Welcome to the Number Crunch. I'm your host, Jake Painting. I'm here alone for this show and all of these post-game Number Crunch shows. And yes, I have tonsillitis, so my voice is a little bit croaky and a little bit weird. Nevertheless, the wolves are back and that means rain, hail, shine or sickness. I'm going to be here doing these shows after every game. Just for reference, these Number Crunch shows are going to be a little different to the usual post gamer. Instead of recapping the entire night, I'm going to pick one stat or one number or even a couple of numbers that thread together that kind of sum up a single player or a trend or a significant factor in the game. From that number, we'll branch out into a quick 10 or 15 or 20 minute discussion that hopefully gives you. Something different to listen to while you're basking in the glory of this Wolves season. And didn't it start gloriously? Obviously, we'll build up a bank of numbers and season-long stats as this season unfolds. But this time around, we only have one game to analyse. One preseason game to analyse. And that game came without Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and D'Angelo Russell. So, with that in mind, this game's number crunch is... 15 and 30, that is 15 turnovers forced and 30 points off of those turnovers. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yes, so 15 turnovers and 30 points off turnover. That's what the Wolves did against the Heat. And despite it being a little rusty and a little sloppy like all preseason games... That's an area that the Wolves would do well in to succeed in this season. Last season, the Wolves led in both of those categories. They forced 16.1 turnovers per game and scored 19.8 points per game off those turnovers. In this game, obviously, they didn't force as many, but they were outlier level proficient at converting them into points. Now, I don't think they're going to be that efficient at doing so every night, but Assuming they're going to rise up the ladder in preventing second chance points points with Rudy Gobert in the paint, as well as defending the rim with Gobert in the paint. If they can hover around the top five mark in those categories again in in creating turnovers and storing off turnovers, then they're gonna be absolute an absolute force defensively. And if they're a force defensively, they're gonna be like really, really good. So the key to keeping their standard from last year is going to be from the personnel, obviously. Like it was last year, Jared Vanderbilt helped a lot. Jaden McDaniels, who's still on the team, obviously helped a lot. Um, Patrick Beverly helped a lot. But I think this game, even without D'Lo and Cat and Rudy, gave us a little insight on how they could do so, how they could keep that that standard up from last season. There are some obvious ones. I mean, Anthony Edwards in transition or semi-transition is like a pit bull with a scent and that's only going to become more, you know, a stronger part of his game if he keeps finishing at the rim like he did tonight. He was just excellent getting downhill and, and, and finishing strong. Another one of those guys is Jordan McLaughlin. Like, man, how good was he? He had four steals in under 15 minutes and every single one of those steals was quickly kind of slingshotted back the other way and turn into points. I don't know if all four of them turn into points, but a lot of them did. And, and just McLaughlin, when he's out there, one of the best steals per possession or steals per minutes per game, players in the league. Uh, so, so he's going to help, especially now that he has a pretty consistent role. I think Chris Fincher loves him. So I don't think he's going to be overtaken by an Austin Rivers or even a Brydon Forbes, who we'll speak to about later. At the start of the season, who knows what will happen as the season unfurls. But Right now, I think you're looking at Jordan McLaughlin, who's a guy who can help that those turnovers forced and then turn them into points on the other end. Three players who stood out to me as newcomers, kind of, in that turnover-laden game were Bryn Forbes, as I just mentioned, Kyle Anderson, and Jalen Noel, who was obviously here last season, but is stepping into a more secure and a more cemented role this season. Forbes is, you know, I think it's an obvious one. He He's a gunner. He excelled tonight and he's excelled in general as a mover without the ball and someone who can sprint up the floor when the ball changes hands, finding pockets of space to shoot from. In that sense, I think that he's a lot like Malik Beasley and Malik was a massive reason why Minnesota created so many good looks off turnover last season. You can just picture him kind of sprinting from from the defensive end to the corner to to get an open look and knocking down down those looks, especially in the second half of the season. Um, the caveat with, with Forbes is that we don't know if he's going to play rotation minutes, especially not from day dot. If he does, though, he's certainly a guy who will fit Minnesota's mold as a running team who wants to create looks from deep against kind of broken floor defenses and transition defenses. That's going to be really important. If it, if it isn't him, it needs to be someone else. That's a great way to create to, to create good shots off turnover. You can have a guy who can score three points instead of two and do it at a really high clip. Bryn Forbes was, was excellent in this game. I thought that he, he a lot of the plays that, that Chris Finch run, the the actual intricate, you know, multiple screen plays came for Bryn Forbes, which is a little tiny hint that maybe Finch thinks that he's maybe a little bit more important or a little bit closer to the rotation than we may as, as outsiders looking in. Uh, but I think I think Forbes was excellent and I think that Forbes will have a chance to probably be the 11th man in that rotation who gets a look against some teams and and can help transition play and transition points, which, as I've been mentioning, is very important. The next guy is Kyle Anderson, virtually the opposite of, of Bryn Forbes. He's not going to launch threes on the break, that's for sure, but he's going to be absolutely essential to starting those breaks and to forcing those turnovers, and he can also help get those turnover points when the play slows down and, you know, slow-mo likes to slow down. So he's handling the ball in half-court sets, you know, more often than, than Forbes and he's going to do so I think in the regular season too, obviously not at a pseudo point guard level like he did in this game, but he if he gets the ball off a rebound or off a turnover like we're talking about, he's going to bring the ball up the court and he's going to initiate the offense. Uh, more than once tonight in this game, he came up with a steal or collected the ball off someone who did come up with a steal or a forced turnover, and he immediately looked ahead for a long outlet pass or rushed the defense himself to try and you know, create a, a mismatch and create an imbalance in the defense. Anthony Edwards got a dunk from one of those, and Jalen Noel was able to find a catch-and-shoot three from it as well. If Anderson is getting the 20, 25, 30 minutes that we expect... I think he's going to be a huge factor in keeping the Wolves a transition threat. Finally, the guy I just mentioned, Jalen Noel. He's kind of in the warm space between those guys. He isn't quite the knockdown shooter that Forbes is, but he can, he can sling threes and in his own right. And again, he showed that already in preseason game one. He hit two threes. One of them was in transition. Another, a half-court catch and shoot. We know he can shoot off the dribble. The difference with Noel, though, I think, than, than those other two guys, is that he can also take the ball toast to toast to make plays for himself as a driver. He can make plays for himself as a pull up threat in the mid range or in the floater area, which we know he's really good at. He can playmate reliably enough to lead a break for sure, and and he can even have an offense, I guess, revolve around him if those turnovers turn to half court sets. And unlike Forbes. He is a certainty to be in the rotation on day one. So you know we're we're looking at three guys there who really have a chance to to not turn the team wolves into a team that that excels on turnover and excels in, at getting points in turnovers, but keep them at the same level as they were last season. Even if they drop a little bit, I think that they're gonna they're gonna rise in so many other areas with the additions with the addition of Gobert. The addition of third year Anthony Edwards, who, my God, just looked great tonight. Um, that if they can continue being a turnover heavy team, a team who forces a lot of turnovers and then scores proficiently, even more proficiently than last season, I think, you know, it could be on the cards at a, at a really high outcome level. Then they're going to be tough to guard, man. And they're going to be a team that has a legitimate chance to be like a top five offense and a top five defense. And that's their championship teams, and I'm we're we're one game into preseason, and preseason I know it's like a high school game at times. So I'm not saying the Wolves are going to win the championship; that would be ridiculous. But I really do think that how they manage their transition game and their turnover game, and their the way they can you know get, turn five on fours into into points, or turn four on threes into points after getting a steal or coming up with a turnover. Um, that's what great teams do and if you look if you look around the league in in other years teams who force turnovers and score easy hoops from those turnovers usually end up at the pointy end of the offensive rating scale and rankings um, if we're assuming that the Wolves are probably going to be a little bit or maybe a lot better on defense then you know maintaining that top five ranking in offensive rating or, or somewhere close to that as well as uh, shortening the gap defensively to a top 7 or a top 5 ranking that that's how you become a really great team and and whether they can do that will probably be a big factor it's not going to be the only factor obviously but it, it is going to be a big factor and I'm interested to see how that theory plays out for the rest of the preseason and the first few weeks of the of the regular season so that's that's what I'm keeping an eye on today. That's today's number crunch. Uh, again, these number crunches are going to be quick hitters. I know that they're not long episodes. I'll save those for the weekends with Jack or Kyle or whoever else I can wrangle to, to talk with me, especially with this stupid croaky voice that I have. Um, but I will be doing these quick hitters after every game and hopefully they're something a little bit different and something we can enjoy together. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next game.